difficult, 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 I mean, not really, but you know what I mean? So everything's perfect. What do you mean? Everything's wonderful. Oh my gosh. My mom, bless her heart. She sent me this whole thing today uh, that said like, (laughs) it was a conversation with a woman and and God. And just the conversation really was like, but I feel like I'm broken. I feel like things are falling apart and I don't know what to do. And God is just like, you're not broken. You have to like shed these things and go through hard times in order to like rise above and be your true self, like a like a phoenix rising from the ashes. So I'm going to get that tattooed on my back, (laughs) (laughs) just a phoenix rising from the ashes. Um, Because I really relate to that of just feeling. And I think a lot of us do right now. There's just everybody, every single person I talk to, all of our love. Oh, I guess we should introduce myself. Hi, I'm Marie. I'm Katie. And this is the Difficult Women podcast that you're listening to. Yes, if you that's didn't right. know if you accidentally hit something you didn't mean to. <laughs> Who are these girls? But just want to say all our love to California, or just the whole the West, West Coast. Coast. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that is it. I cannot imagine going through the pandemic only having like fresh air outside to breathe, you know, to sit mm-hmm. in your backyard and to have that to because you can't go inside anywhere. And then to all of a sudden not be able to go outside. You have to stay inside. And yeah. I, well, I mean, this I shit know. is really hitting the fan and all. I was just sort of seeing a little post about how, you know, we're in a time now where it used to be there'd be like one emergency at a time. <laughs> now <laughs> we're entering a time where all these emergencies are happening at once. And this is really why it's important that we start putting people in office that um, are going to make some real changes and not this like political hubbub and oh change but like really we need um, more than it, look if, if uh, Black Lives Matter is in your bag and feminism is in your bag the one thing you should care about is the environment because mm-hmm. we all have to deal with that so um, also if those other things aren't your bag then what are you doing with your life <laughs> but, right there is a hur- another hurricane I mean it's hurricane season so right um, no and we're gonna get pummeled but, on both sides I know right now right. it's uh there's there's flooding I think in like Maryland and Virginia too so it's raining too much on the east coast and not enough on the west coast and so that's all climate change you guys right. I know people don't always believe that but it's true I was curious I wonder how many states in America right now are in a state of emergency I think it's a because, lot. Because, <laughs> right? I so mean, whenever Trump says, like, in Biden's America, it's like, yeah, but no, this sir, is Trump's America. Out of, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which how many? About? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do really want to quickly talk about, uh, I did a cool thing yesterday. I had partnered with uh, Vote Save America, as everybody right, knows. I, adop- I adopted North Carolina. You adopted Pennsylvania. Yes, and I have. And yet. yesterday, uh, for the first time, I did calls. I had done texts before, but the calls were, I was more nervous about calling people. Uh, I get nervous calling like my electric company. So I get, <laughs> like, I was having a hard time and I was really nervous. And to be honest, like the, the system I got a little confused at because you do have to like log into this one thing and get a pin for your phone. And, but once I figured all that stuff out, because I really truly felt like a grandmother yesterday trying to figure it out, I was able to call and it's a rotary. It's like, it's so well done. The technology is getting there. Um, but it was just, it would dial people one after another after another. And my, our job yesterday. So again, I partnered with Down Home North Carolina, which is a 
a very small like community-based organization in North Carolina focusing on rural North Carolinians because North Carolina is a swing state and that we're just really trying to flip it. And it's these rural voters that we need their vote. So, but particularly yesterday, we were calling about Governor Cooper. They're trying to reelect him. And so I had to learn the script and all that. And I was so ready. And so I started calling people and um, to give people hope. It did me. Every single person I spoke to uh, is voting blue all the way. Um, Except one person I did talk to this woman. Uh, She was very nice, very kind. She didn't like yell at me or anything, which I was like legitly nervous about. Um, but she just she said that she was going to be voting not for uh, him and not, and not for Biden. And um, and I just calmly tried to ask, like, do you mind if I ask why? And she said, no, it's my personal personal opinion. And I don't want to discuss it with a stranger. And I was like, fair enough. Yeah. Have a great day. You yeah. know, so if that's like the worst, I don't know. You know, I was thinking really, really awful things could happen. on Well, these it calls could get worse. But I think that, like, part of it yeah. also is that that's fine. You know, that's right. just part that's of fine. it. But you just kind of, I don't know, it it was really inspiring to talk to other people. One thing that was a little bit scary is this this woman who was obviously older. um, She said that she was told in her community that uh, on the ballot, the election ballot, they weren't even going to have the Democrats this year. Yeah, and I was like, I'm sorry. So I was trying to like repeat back to her what I was trying to understand, but it's known in her community, at least of of friends or whatever in her town, that um, the the uh, Trump Trump is trying to rig the election so much so that the Democrats won't be on the ballot. And so I explained to her that no, that's not going to happen. But she did say that usually every single election she's lived in her home for 40 years, every single election she gets mail because she doesn't it sounds like she doesn't do um, have Wi-Fi or a computer or anything. But so she relies on the mail to decide who she's voting for. But she already knew that she was she's not voting for Trump. But um, she said that she's only getting Trump mail um, Mm. and that she hasn't received a single thing from Democrats and that she's very very concerned that when she does go vote in person she said that she was going to go vote in person that biden wouldn't be on the ballot and that people are starting to tell them that and i just had to reassure her that that's not the case but then also i did look up the phone number for the north carolina board of elections so she could talk to a person that yeah you know, to, to well, i'm, I'm certainly concerned about, about the uh the not getting the mail from biden and i also have been noticing that online i'm just like inundated with trump videos Me and, trump too. Ads and not Me a too. lot from biden and i don't know i don't think that's a conspiracy i think that like maybe biden's team isn't doing enough i don't know it really does concern me i don't know yeah. but i don't know what's don't going know on either. it's hard to know i just i do kind of feel like they're not doing enough <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's very troubling. Right. Well, it honestly made me feel like calls calls are one thing, but like we need people on the ground yeah. talking to these people. Yeah. Um, and I think there so. are people doing that too. So you have to just keep doing what you can. Everybody should just be right. pitching Absolutely. in what they can. Yeah. But no, it was that's interesting. great to hear about though and how that worked out. And um, I haven't done my calls yet and I really want to. You're inspiring me to get on that. And I hope other listeners are inspired to sign up and make some calls themselves because uh, every every call helps, you know. Well, one thing that I came across, they did warn us in the training that because we are using uh, a system that 
just keeps calling for you. Um, <laughs> they sometimes you will come to what did they call it? I don't I can't remember what they said, but basically like they have bots that um, will flood the system if they if they can identify that there's a ton of calls going out. So they like the like we're being hacked basically. And so oh. one call that I got, oh my God, it was so crazy. And thankfully, I've been warned because I would have been so confused had I not been. But the guy answered, hello, hello. I was oh. like, oh, hi, Gary. Gary, is this Gary? Hi, I'm calling from downtown. He's like, I can't really talk right now, but because I'm I'm about to get married in 10 minutes. And I was like, well, Gary, what are you doing op- answering the phone? And then he he goes, it's this pre-recorded thing to try to keep you on the line longer so you don't make as many phone calls as wow, possible. That's but amazing. I was totally like, Gary, come on. Like, what are you doing answering the phone? You're getting married, you know? Right, and, and, it, and it was like, is was it a voiceover actor? Like, who, I don't know. Because then there was like somebody saying like, they're, you're, they're, they're doing photographs in the parlor. And so I was totally taken and yeah. thought that it was a real thing. But no, that's it interesting out that, that they would use that. I know that that technology exists because when I used to work at my sandwich shop, and we would get calls from like the company, some random companies and energy companies or phone companies. And the you'd answer the phone and they'd be like, you'd be like, hello. And they'd be like, oh, hello. And I'd be like, hello. And they'd be like, oh, I can't really hear you. And I'd be like, oh, sorry. Hello. Can you hear me now? Hello. I'm like, oh, I can hear you now. I'm like, oh, cool. Great. Like, hello. Like, thanks for calling. What do you need? I'm like, oh, yes. So um, I'm just calling from the energy company. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you're we don't we're not we don't do our bills that way and as you're talking to them you start to realize like oh that's not a real person right i'm, I'm like trying right. to have a it's so creepy how they do it and that's yes. such a big trip where they're like oh they trick you by the like i can't i can't quite I'm getting married in like, 10 oh, minutes oh. yeah but even just the like i didn't oh are you there are you there like yep. that you're like that. that makes you feel like it's a real person Right, because you wouldn't have a robot do that. <laughs> or well, like you a think, fake well, thing. But or they do. They do. Real. Right. But that's well, what. Yeah. Um, that's what's so. I feel worried for like older people when they're getting like bamboozled. You think, like, oh, these old people getting bamboozled. You know, giving their credit card information. It's like, yeah, because the robots are like so realistic. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Be careful, everybody. Yes, and make make calls or I make calls, but also do whatever calls. you can. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't give your credit card information out over the phone. <laughs> Anyway, I did that one time and one time only. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. So speaking of uh, making moves, I don't know. This is not a good segue. <laughs> we got some emails. <laughs> do you want to send us emails? We've been getting some messages about some of our previous episodes, and we thought we might read some of those emails uh, for you now. Yeah. Um, one that we got most recently uh, is from Renee, and she writes, Hi, ladies. I hope you're doing well. I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you covering Brianna Taylor in your most recent episode. I have lived in Louisville my entire life, and the current events in this city are appalling. Our mayor is a spineless piece of garbage. He's allowing this to drag on and on well beyond acceptable time frame. He has allowed the officers who murdered Brianna to serve as her judge and jury, as we see so much of in this country these days. It makes me sick. My heart aches for Brianna's loved ones. My heart aches for my divided city. I never realized the magnitude of racism and hate that lives here in what's supposed to be the most progressive and liberal city in Kentucky. I also wanted to provide you with some resources in case you're interested in seeing the raw day-to-day of what's taking place in Louisville. 
There are rumors that it will be announced soon that none of the officers involved will be charged, which is disgusting. But then she gives us some resources of live streamers. So if any of our listeners are interested, you can look up on uh, Facebook uh, these following live streamers. There's Tara Bassett, uh, Riot Heart Media, Maxwell Mitchell, and Jason Downey. Uh, so everybody can look up those if you're interested in following this story a little bit closer. And then she says, thank you for covering the real topics. You all are the best and make my Tuesdays more bearable. So uh, not only was that a lovely message to get, uh, but also what great resources for us to tap into. Yeah, I love sharing information. Mm-hmm. And an update on the Brianna Taylor case is that it actually will be um, heard by a grand jury. I did hear that. And I think maybe yeah. she sent this email before we uh, before that information was released. But, right. Yeah. Um, it was just released two days ago. So that could that's be hopeful. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we got another message from Trisha. I listened to your Brianna episode today. Do you know what I heard from my mom's friend? White lady. Kenny didn't get hit with bullets because he used Brie as a human shield. I hate people so much. I literally ran out of the lady's house crying when she said that shit. That's what people need to think in order for police murders to be okay. And so they can go on living their lives without changing. She was a drug dealer and he used her as a shield. That's nuts. Isn't that crazy? It makes me really sad. I think there's also, it reminds me a little bit of um, when people try to use the excuse of um, Jacob Blake and how they're like, well, he was a rapist and he did it up. Well, first of all, he was not convicted of any of those things. But let's even say that he was. Uh, what does that have anything to do with having a police officer shoot you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that. It's the judge and jury thing. You know, we got to keep getting that into our heads that the police officers are not there to be your judge and jury for whatever the situation is. They're there to arrest you if you've done something wrong, you know, and handle the situation. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not okay. <laughs> to be killed by especially with the Breonna Taylor story where she really had done nothing wrong right people just are really trying to make it be something it's not I don't know well it's just so interesting about how white people will tell themselves whatever they can to make themselves feel more comfortable with the situation yeah and that's just really yeah well that's what we have to break out of I think that we have to start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable so that we can have some real movement you know and it's okay Mm -hmm. to feel uncomfortable about something but then ask yourself well why does this make me so uncomfortable and if you Mm -hmm. have to do like a timeout or whatever in the middle of a conversation to kind of like figure that out for yourself then do that and then get back to the conversation when you're ready but you know it's not about justifying things to make you feel comfortable it's about understanding why that pushed in on you in a way you know Mm. yeah well thank you ladies so much for taking the time to email us we love emails they make us feel like we're not talking just to ourselves love it (laughs) so thank you all so much for doing that and thank you so much adam and eve for supplying us with (laughs) more mail different kinds of mail Different kinds of mail. Um, Take it away, ladies. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus free shipping 
That's Horio, W-H-O-R-E-O, Horio at adamandeve.com. So today we are just going to talk a little bit about something that happened to us this week, which was sort of interesting and brings up a lot of, I think, a conversation about a couple things. Women hating on women. Yeah, <laughs> we're not into Canc- that. Canceling, wi- trying to cancel women. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. Wrong week to fuck with us. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Also, I mean, come on with everything that's happening. I don't know. Anyway, yes, continue. Well, so the backstory is just that we um, received a notification that somebody on Twitter uh, was sort of shit talking us, uh, basically saying that she had found an old email from us where we had had some correspondence and how we had turned down doing one of her shows that she'd asked us to do that did take place in a strip club. Um, and the way she phrased it was sort of trying to say that we didn't want to do it because of our image. And um, she didn't come to us personally to talk about her grievance. She just decided to put us on blast on Twitter. And it definitely put us in a position where we we're like, oh, are we, is she trying to cancel us? Like, what is what's happening right now? <laughs> yeah. The last of her tweet said that we were the worst kinds of kind of women. Right. And she's sort of implying that we are um, hypocritical for having this ban, but then what in her view we are not supporting sex workers which um the whole thing was upsetting because i think that like this is sort of when we talk about how we don't like cancel culture this is kind of it right so here's this person bringing up something that happened 4 years ago and also doesn't know anything about us as individuals doesn't know what the circumstances were in which we turned that particular show down and then decides she's just going to label us as not, as not being sex positive the way that we are, you know. Um, and what is that about? Like, why? It it came out of nowhere. Um, like you said, it happened four years ago. But to put us on blast like that and then to say that we're the worst kind of women, that really hurt. It just really hurt. And, I, you know, I knew that we were going to be talking about women shitting on other women or you know tearing tearing other women down is a better way to put it but it's just really interesting and I don't know why this woman decided to do it this week or if it really just struck a chord with her and she really had to put us on blast we didn't respond because honestly we couldn't have won I mean there's no winning in something like this so we never responded to it but that's why, I mean, Katie and I had a lot of behind the scenes conversations about it. But then also we thought it was worth just discussing openly because it did happen to us and we don't want it to happen to other women. It's not. Yeah. And I think that like, cool. yeah. And I think part of the, there's a couple of different things happening here. But one of them is that like, if you have beef with somebody, like at least first come to them. <laughs> You know, and if the response is bad and then you want to put them on blast, like I think that in some ways having um, the Internet as a tool for that kind of thing can be really useful. Right. Because you can if someone's being two faced, you can say like, you know, they're telling you this to your face. But then when we had our private conversation, they said this and it has come. It's, you know, holding people accountable for things. But you have to have the initial conversation first. (laughs) <laughs> you can't just be like, this person sucks, you know? I mean, you can, but uh, but I think it's just like, wh- why right now? And it's funny when people do try to cancel us, which is pretty rare, but the times it's happened, it's tended to be from very liberal people accusing us of not being like their type of liberal or like their, you know, living up to every exact standard that they wanted from us. 
And I just want to talk about, and specifically, like, with this sort of scenario, I just want to clarify, too, that we are very, very sex positive, and we are very pro-sex workers, and we are very pro-sex workers having safe environments to be working in. Sex work is work. Mm -hmm. Um, And in this particular case, this idea, you know, if it seemed hypocritical that we didn't want to perform in a in a strip club i don't think that those things are mutually exclusive you know we've talked in the past about how we've had some bad experiences um in certain environments and not necessarily all you know sex type environments but certainly in different environments where we're like you know our message is getting lost here and we're not particularly comfortable in this environment does that mean that we don't support the environment no, why can't it be both? You know, why can't you don't know me as an individual human being? We don't you don't know Marie. You don't know what our previous experiences have been. You don't know what our experiences have been as a band. Mm-hmm. And this idea that like we owe anybody anything is frustrating to say right. the least. It just goes back to consent. You can say no to a show. And when this first all happened, you know, I saw the tweet. I immediately called Katie and was like, oh, how are we going to respond? And your first response was like, obviously, we're not going to say anything. But then we we had lots of conversations about it. But the thing that really hit me hard that you said is that you can say no to any show you want because that is consent and if anybody needs to understand that is a person is a booker who books comedy shows at a strip club you know I mean you have to make sure that all performers involved are comfortable and if they don't want to be there then they shouldn't be there and you shouldn't book them and you shouldn't have them there so you can always say no and it's okay to be uncomfortable in that environment but also support the people that work in that environment right I don't think that that's like I think that that's also and we talk about this on the pod a lot, too, where there's this gray area in everything in life. And it's not just like black and white, like, oh, you're either with sex workers and you want to perform in a strip club or you're against. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't have to be there's nuance in all of these things. Um, and this assumption, too, that we like. I don't know, just making assumptions about why we would do something. First of all, we've also never, ever in our lives ever said anything about our image, to, uh, even to each other. We don't talk yeah, about our image. Yeah, we fucked our image years ago. Yeah, we don't. Like, yeah. Who don't? We don't. What There's image? No who image. cares? There's no yeah. image. That yeah. wording, I mean, I mean, that was the only thing I wanted to write back was like, why not, I mean, if you're going to put us on blast, you might as well just share the email that we, because we couldn't even find the message behind the scenes message that we shared with this woman. So d- we don't know exactly what we said or whatever, but that's it's fine. But um, we have never said uh, we're concerned about our image. Absolutely not. And also like <laughs> things like sex positivity, like part of what sex positivity is, is also being positive for people that are, you know, making people feel comfortable wherever they're at in their sexuality, you know? Mm-hmm. And like if you... We're not necessarily in this category, but like if you're someone that's not that comfortable around sex, that's OK, too. You know what I mean? Just right. sort of being where you're at and where, where you want. And like you were saying about the um, consent, it's like one of the most important things about owning your sexuality and having like comfort in yourself and having like being in power around your own self is boundaries. And if our boundary is, you know, this is not something we're comfortable doing, then you have to re- you should be respecting that boundary. And I, I would expect a former sex worker or a, or someone that's pro sex workers and all that to understand that. And so that was like a bummer. And I think that that's the other part. of So that's the other side of this is this sort of like women taking down other women and not just women taking down other women, but like women who are supporting the thing that you support. 
and then trying to villainize us of all the things that are going on right now, all the people you could be mad at and like trying to put on blast. Like, it's just interesting to me that that's is it it's like low-hanging fruit maybe i don't quite know what that's about yeah is it because we're doing so well clearly I oh mean, god yeah we're just breaking <laughs> just, in the dough just raking in all that unemployment money <laughs> oh, is she gosh. coming for my unemployment check i mean oh gosh yeah somebody is well and it, it yeah. makes me think too about like other scenarios in which like women it is such a common um, theme too to try to to try to pin pit women oh, against each it. other, and we've been we've experienced that where people are trying to do that to us, like trying to get us to hate on other groups or hate on whatever. And you know, and of course, like there are moments where I maybe given more to that I should. You know what I mean? We all have our moments of getting into the drama, but like <laughs> overall, like what are we doing, you guys? Yeah, just trying to relate this story now to my past. I mean, I was bullied a lot growing up. I, I go back to like, because of maybe my, I, I grew boobs quicker than, you know, all the other kids. And so I was made fun of that. And I had hips and I had a terrible haircut. I was trying to be Rachel from Friends and it turned out to be a <laughs> mullet. <laughs> but I'll never forget um, in fifth grade, some girls tried to glue me to a, a chair. Did I tell oh. you that story? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I came in uh, from recess and sat down in my chair with all these girls turning quickly to me. And I was like, what, what, did, what's happening? What's, you know, oh, are we all going to be friends now? I got real excited because they were all finally paying attention to me. And um, no, it was because they had put glue all over my chair and I did not stick to the chair. I just had glue all over my outfit for the rest of the day. Um, and it really, really stuck with me. That was in fifth grade. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but I was bullied, you know, growing up by only women. Right. And that it was just so it was a big bummer and it was then I was bullied for having, you know, only boy boys who were friends, not necessarily boyfriends, but like boys who were friends um in middle school uh because that was just I I I think that that time though is just so you know, we're all in this development phase of trying to find who we are and what we what our values are, morals and all that. But like you more than ever, it's like peer pressure. You're just like looking to your other friends. And if one you have one mean girl in your group, then like it kind of sours the whole group. Sure. I don't know. Well, I think the other thing that's interesting is what you say about like, you were maybe developing earlier than like the other girls and maybe you were getting and you may not have even been I mean, aware yeah. of it. Oh, you may have been getting unaware. More, yeah. Like, but maybe you were getting more attention from the boys, even just them like looking at you more or whatever. And it's interesting. I think like that girl on girl, girl against girl kind of whatever that is. Um a lot of it, I think, does stem from jealousy and attention. And you were saying this earlier, but like attention and that mm. like if you feel like and it's and again it's interesting how it's the attention from men mm. do you know and mm -hmm. I, again i don't know if in this our particular case it was so much about that but it is interesting that 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 jealousy does propel people to shit on other people you know that's like a really 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 big reason why people shit on other people is because they're jealous of something about them and um again i'm not saying i'm not claiming that this person this woman was is jealous of us per se but but, you know, I, you, I think you just have to ask yourself, like, what is my motivation in tearing this yes. person down right now? You know? Right. Especially Why without you, having talked right. to them. 
Why put glue on a chair for a child to sit in? <laughs> well, I mean, that, What's but your that's motivation? so, yeah, but clearly the motivation is like they, something was going on, whether yeah. you were aware of it or not, where they like were jealous of you or they wanted to embarrass you because they thought you, you know, they wanted to take you down a notch because they thought you were too high on your horse or whatever it was. That's like why those things happen. Mm -hmm. So, but again, like instead of doing that, they could have just like befriended you <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> been like, oh, let's, you know. You got big boobs. Can I get some boy attention from that? Can, I, can we be friends and the boys will talk to me or whatever? It'll reflect it was, you know? off. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just get a little bit of. But, you know, it's like the animal brains kicking and we don't like make great decisions. And again, I, you know, we've all done a little bit of that in our jealousy. We say mean things about other people. Um, so it's oh, totally. natural on one level. But we're, we're as you as you're getting grown up, got to do something about that. Right. And especially nowadays. Come on. Yeah. We all got to be bringing each other together rather than tearing each other apart. And I think also uh, we love to preach this, too, but that you have to really understand other people's perspectives when they make decisions or when they say things or when things happen. Like if you don't know the whole story, then it's really hard for you to just say, oh, this is how it, these people are, because you mm -hmm. don't know how, what people's what people are going through. You don't know what happened to them in a particular in environment that maybe they're not comfortable then putting themselves back in that environment. You just don't know. And I think the other thing that occurs to me is, and we've, I feel like we may have mentioned this once before on the pod, but this sort of idea that we are told, and this is not true, but we are told by society that there's only enough space for a certain amount of women. And there's only enough space for a certain amount of you know minorities or something, right? In any kind of, in the entertainment industry or whatever it is. So then you have these women pitted against each other, trying to tear each other down because they don't feel like there's enough room for them, right? Mm -hmm. So if their feeling is like, well, they're not saying, you know, they claim to be, you know, the voice of women everywhere or whatever. Well, I, you know, they're not my voice. So I'm going to tear them down and, you know, try to take their place. I don't even know if she wants to take our place, but just like this sort of this sort of this sense, it comes from a sense of there not being enough for everybody and not, mm -hmm. not enough room for everybody, not enough like space for everybody. And I think and that's what that's what I think about specifically women against women, because I don't always see not to say that men have been getting put on blast for and canceled too for various reasons. But I do see this sort of like female hate right we love these stories of like women against women and i think part of it again is coming from the sense of like you know we it's a man's world mm. and if we don't you know fight for our little space against the other women there won't be any space for us and i think that like we just need to eliminate that that's a very you know patriarchal way of thinking about things and if we can eliminate that and say like look your show there's space for your show that's probably a great show and there's also space for us to maybe not participate in that show. Maybe we come and see it and support it, you know, but it, we might just not be feeling. I also said earlier today to you about this idea, too, that like in the thing that we do. And, and again, as a sex worker, one would understand this, I would imagine, is that there's a fine line between feeling empowered by your message and by what you do and feeling exploited by it. And it's not to say that that particular show would be trying to exploit us, but sometimes it's the audience itself. You know, we've had some bad experiences where we're in a position where the audience is like not really picking up what we're putting down. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we're on stage and it feels yucky. It doesn't yes. feel like powerful anymore. And we don't talk about that so much, but that's definitely part of this. Well, in comedy, one of the number one rules is know your audience. And so going into a situation like that, 
knowing your audience, we just, we've known from past experiences, our stuff just doesn't hit quite right. Yeah. I mean, if you, just sort of like, sort of when you look up like women against women and all that stuff out there, we are, again, we're sort of like, it's weirdly, it's funny too to me that when this happens, like with a liberal person, like shitting on other liberal people, especially women, feminists shitting on other feminists and like, you're not doing feminism right because you're not doing it my way or whatever it is. There's, there's a, been some studies done where that almost, and we've talked about this right before too, but like almost 90% of women and men both are biased against women. So it's like, you know, when this sort of stuff happens, I also feel like it is just a thing that is ingrained in your brain. And it's just and maybe you feel more comfortable taking down another woman, but and maybe it's harder to take down a man or there's something and you're like, oh, women are untrustworthy or women are, you know, two faced or whatever. These sort of like things that get like woven into your subconscious that are not true, you know, but we have these biases that we carry around with us all the time. So I don't know if that's like part of it. Um I mean, I want to like when this sort of stuff happens, like our instinct is always to kind of like talk about it <laughs> and have like a conversation. And what do we what has to be done to start dismantling that? You know, I think it's hard too in this situation where like. Do, do we respond to this woman? Do we not respond to her? Is she going to hear about this podcast? I don't really know. Um, I think part of it is that like if we just were to reach out to her and be like, hey, like, what are you talking about? There's also this fear of like then they use that to to you know put that on blast like oh look at these women trying to i don't know what they would say that we're trying to cover up something which we're not (laughs) i mean there's nothing to cover up yeah it's just a lose-lose situation i just don't understand women who do that particular thing um well i feel like also maybe just navigating the cancel culture thing that we're living in right now and if like it's becoming more and more acceptable to just like quote unquote put people on blast like that without having like a real conversation first or having any real sometimes with no evidence i mean in this case she she claims to have evidence because she has a message from us but like what she doesn't have evidence about is like where we were at at that time in our lives and like those you know she doesn't have any real background about that scenario um so i just like caution everybody from not only making those moves with your knee-jerk reaction before you know the whole story and i think this is a good analogy for like this whole political world we're in right now but also check your sources double check if you're going to repost something from somebody that they're saying like oh so and so is a nightmare to work with or whatever the thing would be like double check that stuff before we start spreading our information around like that because we are living in this time of the internet where you really can news travels travels fast but you don't want it to be fake news you know you don't want to be right. per- like participating in somebody's demise before you have all the information. Um, and I think we've all been guilty of that to certain extents. I know. I'm trying really hard to read the whole article before I share. And also be aware of <laughs> like sure where does a- the article come from? Like whose oh, who's voice sure. is being, you know. And I think, right. again, like in this case, from that perspective, if like, one were to see that tweet and not know much about us, and then go like, what fucking bitches? <laughs> like, let's take them yeah, down. It's a witch hunt, These, for sure. Yeah, it becomes sort of like a witch hunt. Um, and we, we there's this uh, movie that came out, Little Darling, what is it called? Or just Cuties, Little Cuties or something? Oh, yeah. Um, cuties, I think just Cuties? Yeah, Cuties on Netflix. And people are really like freaking out about it because they feel like it's, oh, no, you know, it's overly sexualizing children. Uh, and what they're missing is I think that the movie, it's, I, I have not seen the movie yet and I do want to see it, but what they're missing is that um, the movie is about that. 
you know, and they're kind of destroying this woman's career, this Senegalese woman who has had this amazing story to tell. They're um, they're like starting to, to to villainize her before having all the information. So I think, again, I've been I've I've done it like I think we've all done it to some degree, but we're just getting more and more into this point in time where we have to like check it a little bit and to have it happen to you you're like oh interesting i see how this happens <laughs> i know <laughs> okay all right okay lesson learned good good to know i mean you put yourself out there in the spotlight you know we're in showbiz and this sort of stuff sort of happens but it it's still it's still kind of tings twin twin twins tings. it tings it tings it tings <laughs> it tings, it tings. And, and stings it stings yeah it tings it tings, it tings. <laughs> oh god that's that. We're just doing a real short episode this week for you because there's just, you know, there's a lot, a lot going, going on. on. Yeah. But we again, you know, there is some new information happening about Brianna Taylor. Stay informed. Please stay informed um, and just keep I mean, and have a have a balance of news and personal uh, freedom of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because and check your sources kind of, and all that stuff. Yes. Yes. And cool. if you see mean things about us online, mostly we don't care. This one hurt because it was from a woman. Oh, here a couple other things that we got online uh, today this week. Um, we got a gentleman who watched the vasectomy video, and he said, uh, "Mildly entertaining." <laughs> that was one. Okay, that doesn't even hurt as me. You're like, all right, well, I was like, it. that's that. Well, at least he's really, honest. Well, he took a lot of t- effort to just tell <laughs> us that he thought it was just... okay, which right. is sort of like, thank you. And then what was the other? Oh, yes, and then we had the other. Uh, they watched uh, the man. Another man video. Yes. It came for the laughs, stayed for the boobs. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's nice. <laughs> Is that a nice thing to say? I knew he wasn't talking well, about me. I mean, that's the thing. I was like, yes, her boobs are great. <laughs> I just, I'm curious if people, like, I wanted to then see if he had any videos and then to comment, like, came for the laughs, stayed for the bulge in your pants. Well, and also the thing is, the answer is no, he doesn't have anything because these people, even the guy that writes mildly entertaining, it's like, what have you made? Let me see what right. you made, you know, it's right. that kind of thing. Um, so, but it's funny how like the, when, when a, when a guy says shitty stuff about us, I don't, it doesn't bother me as much as when a woman does says it. Yes, I agree. I completely agree. Because I feel like, and- don't, don't you understand like our, you know, the things that we've been going through? And I, my answer would be, yes, of course you understand. You've been through them too. So why would you contribute to that right mm-hmm. now? Right. Well, I would have to say like 98% of our troll comments are from men. So yes, that's we, got, true. we got that then. Winning. And, and <laughs> since our incel episode, a huge percentage of the 98% is also from incels. <laughs> so they they just love to get on that boat. If, if ever you want a good old laugh and scare, go on over to our the incel episode and read the comments in yeah. YouTube. Speaking of which, uh, just on a terrifying. side note, since we have to talk about something, um, on a side note, uh, I saw something, somebody post something on Facebook. It was a woman's experience with her son and seeing stuff online. And she was like, you know, everybody out there who's afraid of incels and having these boys kind of be radicalized against the liberal people and women and all that. Um, be careful of what your boys are ingesting, because there's been this thing where a meme will pop up teenage boys you know young kids a meme will pop up and it's kind of like offensive maybe it's like against women or something but the boys are kind of young and they don't get all the nuance and they think it's kind of funny or their friends think it's funny so they spread it around and then what happens is they get called out by a girl or by a teacher and like kind of publicly humiliated and been like you know look at this you're a you're a you know anti-woman you're a misogynist you're a racist whatever it is with these kids not fully even understanding what it is they're spreading and then they feel embarrassed. And then these like 
incel type groups kind of swoop in and say, see, like such sensitive snowflakes, see, like, you know, what's the big deal? It's just a joke. It's just a joke. So these young boys, these especially these young white boys are getting indoctrinated with these cycles of shame. And what it happens is it radicalizes them into like incel type anti-woman, anti-Black Lives Matter, anti-everything um, types of people because they they then feel like they've been attacked because they have been, you know? Mm. Um, so she was saying as a mother, in case there's any mothers of teenage boys out there, one thing you can do just in terms of talking about like stuff on the internet, you know what I mean? And how things can mm. go wrong and messages can get crossed. She was saying as a mother, you can kind of step up and uh, be a little bit more active in what your children are watching, especially like younger as they move into like l later teenhood. Um, and if they do post something wrong, don't like freak out, but like explain to them like why that's a problem and then just start really educating them on those terms because a lot of this stuff just parents aren't watching. They just don't even know what's happening kind of behind the scenes. And at a certain point, like your brain's going to get formed <laughs> into this idea that like women suck and they just are here to humiliate us, you know? Oh, and like, yeah. I think that that's just like a thing that, you know, we just don't talk about at all. Um, so in terms, again, of like fake news and Internet and like using the Internet properly, uh, like, no, you know, kind of know what's going on with your kids and also um, don't shit on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, if anyone has uh, anything to say to us, you can send us an email. Difficult women podcast at gmail dot com. We are on Patreon. Apparently, this has been a thing this week. If you go to Patreon and look up Reformed Whores, we don't come up because, hello, they're censoring us. They assume that we are selling, uh, soliciting sex, I guess, or something. So um, you do just have to type in patreon.com backslash Reformed Whores and we'll come up. You can't search us, but if you just put in the direct address, you will find us and you can become a patron because we just did our first live show together since March on patreon yeah last week and we're gonna do more yeah <laughs> so tap in on that action you want check out check out that yeah. so anyway thanks for listening yeah and hope everyone's staying safe and taking care of each other i admire your strength i think you are the best your heart's so full of love and you look cute in that dress I think about you all day, I do too, I confess Oh, I just gotta